You could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us, and we appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Game Plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. And that's Alex Goodwin TSM. T is in Tyler, S is in Sam, M as in Madison. Kennedy Miller, my dog. How you doing this week, man? Pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. It's the NBA Finals. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? Um, you can find me at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Uh, underscore Kennedy as in the former president and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Uh, NBA playoffs are underway. Game we're getting into the game threes at this point. The all so pivotal game threes. Right. One game three we need to kind of discuss, I would say, and just the series in general. Golden State and the LA Clippers. And I'm gonna be on the record saying this first. I'm shocked the LA Clippers won a game. I'm even more shocked in the fashion that it occurred. Right. Right? That they came back down from 31, 31 down. And when they were down 31, I was in this very room, Kennedy Miller, looking at the TV, I'm like, it's time to go to bed. I'm tired. I ain't about to sit up and watch this bludgeoning. I got to be up in the morning. I got things to do. I take a shower. I use the bathroom. Like, oh, it leaves down to 12. I'm like, I can still go to bed. You know, I, I go make myself a sandwich. You ready to go to bed? I'm like, down to six. Now I got to now I got to stay up and watch the rest of this. And come apart did the Warriors. My God, right? Now we have to give credit to the LA Clippers for you know staying in there and, and fighting hard, you know, doing all the things the coaches tell you to do when you're down thirty points, right? Right. But I think this is more of a, a case of the Warriors falling asleep at the wheel, and you know, not flat out not respecting the opponent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get up thirty-one, you just kind of fall asleep. And this is the issue with the Warriors by and large is that I don't think if the Golden State Warriors are fully engaged at their A game, no one can beat them. Not a soul. I don't I don't care who it is. Right? I don't think anybody can beat them. Well, but the problem was the problem last night, or excuse me, Monday night was they started turning the ball over, playing lackadaisically. Right? And they lost the ball game. Not to mention the fact they lost Boogie Cousins for the remainder of the playoffs. So, Kennedy, how do you think that's going to like play out for them? Um, I mean, obviously they're going to get by this series. Like they're going to they're going to beat the Clippers. The Clippers may not win another game. I think they might. They have a good chance of winning Game Four. I think Golden State is going to come out guns blazing this game. But I think the Clippers might win another one, and then. I think it's going to be an interesting second-round series between Houston and Golden State because it's looking like Houston is probably going to sweep Utah. And so Houston will be rested. There will be no – I don't want to hear any James Harden usage. I don't want to hear any of that because they're seeing him in second round and not seeing him in the third round. And so the Rockets should be rested. They should be ready. Losing DeMarcus Cousins is big. Um, 
from the standpoint, it takes away, you know, their ability with the things that DeMarcus was able to do. It's kind of like a luxury. They didn't necessarily need it. But, I mean, it, it, you know, it added just another element, another big who can pass it. He could shoot it a little bit, and he, he could give you 20 as well. But now the Andrew Bogut signing looks huge. Yeah. That they had, you know, midway through the year, towards the end of the year that they got. Because um, I, I just think Houston is going to it, it's going to be a really good fight between Houston and Golden State this year in the, in the second round. So I'm really interested to see that. And then if they get past Houston, I, I think it'll be an easier conference finals. But then in the finals, whatever team comes out the East, I think it's going to be another fight for them. Okay. So um, I'm really intrigued to see what they do in the future and if anybody else takes this Patrick Beverly blueprint that they're using on Kevin Durant now. Uh, all right, so the Patrick Beverly thing, I think is downright – Oh God! Right, like anytime you have Patrick Beverly at six foot one guarding a man that's seven feet tall, that's a huge problem, right? Like your right. best defender. And I mean, of course, that the thought is, who do we want guarding their best player? Because I think their best player is Kevin Durant. Right, right. Kevin Durant, however, is not their most important player. Mm-hmm. Steph, that, that, that would go to Steph Curry because mm-hmm. Steph Curry's on and rolling. Right. That, that that's just something unique. I don't think we, any of us have ever seen. You have a guy like just a sheer height mismatch is something that I I, I can't. If I'm Doc Rivers, I couldn't do that in good faith, right? Well, this but, isn't the first time I've seen it. Yeah, but what they're doing is like they're they're playing over the KD side. They're doubling to right. that side, and if KD gets like they also have a big shading over to that right. side of the floor where Patrick Beverly is. But still. Kevin Durant can shoot over him like like it's a huge mismatch, and Durant's gonna always make the correct basketball play. But I can easily see Durant like if he wants to, like if he comes out one night like all right, I'm gonna score thirty tonight, I'm gonna score forty tonight on Patrick Beverly. He can and he will, right? Because and I I, I can't see see myself putting my team in that much of a defensive mismatch. I mean, albeit in Doc Rivers's uh, defense, who else could he possibly put? On Kevin Durant, uh, uh, Landry Shamet. Uh, what's the other young dude's name? He has the long last name. Oh, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Gil- yes, yes, yes. Uh, he's got some long arms, and so that was my initial thought about what they were gonna do as far as guarding him because I thought they would have put Patrick Beverly on Kevin Durant. I mean, on Steph Curry, especially after you know Doc Rivers has said you know he's you know Steph Torch Curry Patrick has been Beverly. the one that's destroyed us all year. But, like I was saying, I think I've seen this from a Doc Rivers team before, and now that I think about it, okay. when the Thunder played the Clippers in a playoff series and they put Chris Paul on Kevin Durant for some time. And so, I mean, the, the theory is, like you said, we are going to shade some people over, but we are going to try and take away his dribble drives. So once he puts the ball on the ground, we have a guy that's six one, six two. that's a pest, and we're going to try and – Make life difficult if he tries to put the ball on the floor. Okay. I to see your that. other point, he said it yesterday. Like, if I wanted to go shoot 20, 30 shots, I'm probably going to shoot 43%. I can get 30 points. And I like what he said at the end. I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. Durant. You know who I am. <laughs> you know, like, you know who I am. But the thing is, they're playing to Kevin Durant right now. Yeah. You're not going to take 20 to 30 shots. What you're going to do is you're always going to try to find an open man. You're going to try and keep people involved. So they're playing to who you are. 
we're gonna put a pest on you we're gonna overload and we're gonna say you know we're gonna overload on like draymond's man and andrew bogut's man and now we're gonna say uh, you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna beat us that way you're not because we already know you're not gonna be aggressive that's true and so it almost so you leave Shake Gilgis Alexander to guard Steph Curry. Right. Yo. Like, ain't too many people in this world I think you can put in front of Steph Curry that he can't, like, handle. I was getting outside of a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George. I think he'll be fine with Landry Shamet or Shea Gilgis Alexander. Right. It, like, it, it becomes a situation with uh, the Clippers. So I look at them, I'm like, all right. You guys flat out just don't have the manpower, the firepower. Like, if your three best players are Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and Patrick Beverly, we have a huge – oh, excuse me. Oh, uh, let me take Patrick Beverly out. Danilo Gallinari. Those are your three best players. Against a good number of teams, maybe the Indiana Pacers, maybe that will win you a couple of games in the series. Against the Utah Jazz, that maybe win you a couple of games in in the series. But against, I would say, the the most dominant team of the past – Probably since the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. Mm-hmm. They're more dominant than the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. The numbers bear that out. Like this team is more comparable to that, the, the, that those Bulls teams, right? Them three dudes not going to cut it. Like, no. at all. So that's why I'm like, I'm utterly shocked that they were able to come back from 31 down. But again, this is close to what the Warriors' biggest weakness is. When they get too cute, when they get too lackadaisical, when they're not completely engaged, these sorts of things can happen. Of course, it was a historic collapse, right? Like, the chances of that happening are so small. And I think, personally, people are making a whole lot of out about this. But, you know, if they, they're going to get past the Clippers, I, I think, personally, they're going to get past Houston, right? I think James Harden, the amount of wear and tear they put on him in the regular season to just keep this team nearly afloat, Right, right. It, it was just too much. I think even he's he like the wheels gonna come off of James Harden here pretty soon. Like it's just what's gonna happen, right? Like we've seen him break down under a lesser workload, and this year he had the second highest usage rate in NBA history, behind Russell Westbrook in sixteen seventeen. And he's gonna be, I, I would say, the first. And we've talked about this off air and even just in text message. There was no player who had a usage rate over thirty five percent that ever made it out of the first round Harden's going to be the first one right but how far can like he cannot keep going at this kind of a rate and not break down like just especially because there's no ball movement in their offense essentially it's James Harden he gets a pick he gets on the switch the other four guys stand like there's no ball movement there's no player movement it's James Harden and then what what I'll say for the Clippers, they're not doing this just for this playoff series. Like, they're not doing it in terms of – obviously, they want to compete and, you know, they're not trying to lose any games. But they're showing free agents, we stole the game without you, okay? Now, if you're a top-tier guy, imagine what will happen if you come with us. For instance, a Jimmy Butler who – criticize the Timberwolves no heart you know they're two best guys super talented but they ain't got it you can kind of say the same with him in Philadelphia like 
super talented guys in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They got a dog in them. But they ain't got that much dog in them. Pat Bev got some dog in them. Montrez Harrell got some dog in them. Okay? Like, oh, yeah. those, those are the type of people that apparently, according to reports and according to him, that's who Jimmy Butler wants to be around. Right? Like, that, that's the locker Jimmy's room. Jimmy's a dog. Right. That's the locker room that he says that he was accustomed to getting drafted by Chicago. You have a really good coach. Doc Rivers is coaching his butt off. You have a the the best fan owner in the league and Steve Ballmer. Got room for two guys. L.A. is making itself the most attractive free agent destination by probably losing in five or six to Golden State. Now, in Golden State's case, when they go to Houston, I don't know why I'm – obviously, if I had to bet money, I'd pick Golden State to win. Okay. Because I feel like I'm going on a, a wild limb saying Houston will win. But it just doesn't feel like they're really good now. Like, obviously, they're really good. But they're not as deep as they used to be. And then – about Houston? Golden State. Okay, okay. And then when they lost DeMarcus Cousins, it's like, oh, my goodness. Because for me, frankly, I feel like – Andre Godala has hit a wall. Like, he's not that guy that was the finals MVP in 2015. Okay. He's not the guy that... He should have been the finals MVP in 2015. He should have been LeBron James. True. He's not the guy that uh, led them, you know, helped them with 73 wins in 2016. Okay. He's not the same player, like, that he used to be. Same thing with Sean Livingston. And these guys used to be such big X-factors off the bench. And so now with DeMarcus Cousins out... You have four guys, Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond, who can't shoot. And you're saying, okay, well, somebody's going to get it going for them. But on an off chance that two of them have bad games, it used to be Golden State would come in with their starting five, and then, you know, they might have a lead about five or ten, or they might be down by about five or ten. Yeah. And then if that bench came in, oh, they running you out the gym. Yeah, it was yeah. like two different starting fives. Now it's like we're really relying on these guys. And so, and I think Houston is deeper than they've ever been. I think with the acquisition of Austin Rivers, I think Daniel House, Iman Shumpert, um, you got Gerald Green. So now yeah. you got, you know, potentially nine guys you're going to play against Golden State that should all play pivotal roles. Kenneth Fareed, 10 guys. You know what the problem is, though? And this is, uh, I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday about this, about Dan Tony. Dan Tony historically, and this is all we have to go off is history, right? Right. Shaves his rotation down to seven guys, top six guys, really. In the, like, once we get to the second round, conference finals when they've made it. Like, I don't even know. I don't think you can do that this time. I mean, we thought he couldn't do it last year, but in Bob, once they fell out the rotation. He got hurt. He got hurt. So, so that's he, true. He had to, he had to fall like, out. Like, he had, uh, remember last year, the, their rotation was Clint Capella. Right. Tucker. Ariza. Ariza, there we go. Uh, Harden, Harden. Chris, Chris Paul, Paul. That was their Gerald five. Green. Gerald Green. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Uh, Anderson. He, but he couldn't play against Golden but, State. But like Anderson, Lucas Rodden, Bob Moutier, like he ran nine guys during those first two rounds. Right. right? And so when Bob Moutier gets hurt, and Bob we know hurt. Ryan Anderson can't play. So we're down to seven already. Right. And then, and I mean, then, it's nobody else on his and bench. Then they, then they run Gerald Green a minimal amount. So you really only run six guys. And that's the part of it with Houston, right? With D'Antoni historically, you end up shrinking your rotation to the point where 
Capella plays the entire ballgame. Harden's going to have to play 40-some-odd minutes. And given the amount of minutes he's played already this season, right, like, I'm not so much worried about, like, the the playoff miss. Only only played 33 minutes the first two ball games. That's not of worry to me. It's what it took for him to get this team to the playoffs, right? What he had to do in J- December and January and February to get this team to this point. I mean, dragging these guys, right? Right. That's the collective mileage he's built up. It's just dr- like having to – the responsibility of having to dribble the ball and do, do everything he's been asked to do. Asking him to play that much more. And given the fact that Chris Paul is taking a step back, right? And it's obvious because when Paul and Harden are on the court together, Chris Paul becomes one of the other four guys standing around on, on the perimeter looking to shoot. Like Chris Paul – like last night Chris Paul would say had 17 points, three assists. One of the greatest point guards of all time, three dimes. I think. Like, I Chris think Paul's not the point. Right. Chris Paul's not. Chris Paul's not the point guard anymore. No, I mean, heck, no. I think they're going. I, I think they're they're going to be all right. I think there's no way that you can you can shorten the rotation this year with the way that like a Kenneth Reed is playing, with the way that uh, Daniel House is playing. Okay. Um, Iman Shumpert, Austin Rivers, all these guys are playing well. You can't just. Go into a series and just be like, okay, well, we're cutting it to six or seven. I mean, that's a recipe to lose it. And so he's done it before. I I, I don't see any any logical way that he will do that. So I'm just going to assume that he's not going to do that. P.J. Tucker guards Kevin Durant better than most, not the best, better than most. Okay, he gets in. He he gets up in him. He's physical he with him. He tries his best. He, yeah, he's physical with him. Um, and Chris Paul. Always tries to embrace the challenge of guarding Steph Curry um, because he feels that we have to guard this guy, but on the other end, they have Clay guard me. Steph gonna have to guard Chris Paul because they're gonna have to put Clay Thompson on on James. Like yeah. I, they they're, they're just gonna have to do that. And so Chris Paul relishes that relishes that matchup. Yeah, Clint Capella versus Draymond Green and Bogut. That's gonna be very interesting. Along with Kenneth Reed, because Kenneth Reed has proven to be a big energy guy, always bouncing around the rim, getting offensive boards, being active. active. And so that was a big pickup for this matchup against Golden State. Because you're telling me that the bigs for Golden State now are an older Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Draymond Green, who's having a career low in shooting. A young guy, Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell, who who putting the tab on Mike buying, Brown. Buying porn. Yeah, buying porn on Mike Brown's account. Okay. And <laughs> I don't know how we I don't know how we didn't talk about that. I'm saying and, and Kavon Looney. Okay, so I'm taking the Rockets bigs over theirs. I'll say this, right? And I hope that thing goes seven, but I think like it ends up being a thought like this I'll say this we gotta go to break right quick. Uh Game seven in Golden State, right? Golden State will have the home court advantage this time. Golden State won the, the game seven last time in Houston. And so what people have said is, yo, once people feel like they want a game seven in your home court, we got you. Right. Right? Like, Houston, like, I, I want people, people always mention the fact that Houston did not have Chris Paul in game six and game seven. I want Houston fans to remember this. Remember this well. They were up 20 points in the first half of game six, right? And then they went out in the second half at that at game six. The Warriors down thir- 12 or 13. Coming into the third quarter. And they score, I want to say, less than 35 points in the second half of game six, right? 
the Houston Rockets missed 27 three-pointers in a row, right? Right. And they lose by lose by single digits. You had a chance to win that ball game. They just win both of those games. You did. And, but Chris Paul adds another dimension to that team. Like he, I, he, I have no confidence he can stay healthy. He, and so my question is, okay, okay if, if the Rockets win the next game, they're up 3-0, would you sit Chris Paul for the last game? You know what the problem is with Chris Paul? We can sit him. We can play him. That's true. He could blow a tire at any moment. Right. Any moment Chris Paul can blow a tire. And that's why Chris Paul is a factor, but he's not the factor that he once was. I'm not he's saying, an X factor now. He's like, he said what? He's an X factor now. If if he stays healthy, they have a chance. If he's hurt, they're done. I mean, if he gets hurt again, they're I mean they're they're just like last year. They're they're not going to win it. They have a better bench. Yeah. Like last year, they didn't have another guard that can come in. You know, they just put Eric Gordon in the starting lineup. Now they would have Austin Rivers and, you know, Iman Shumpert to still bring off the bench. But I would still say, you know, their chances would be done. But I like the shot that they got fully healthy against this Golden State team without DeMarcus Cousins. I like they, – they beat them three times this year, twice in Golden State. That's true. You know, one, James hit that crazy shot. Two, P.J. – Locked into KD towards the end of the game, like yeah. got all up in his grill. I think they're going to take a page out, try and put Chris Paul on him for a little bit in the next series. Yeah, I think so. That's wildly disrespectful. What? I mean, why? I mean, I mean, I mean, Chris, KD, KD might not take it like the way I would because Kevin Durant is going to get thirty anyway. if he's six one, if he's seven one, it don't matter. But Chris Paul is a ten time all defense, all first team defensive player. He's going to get in his grill, just like Patrick Beverly did. Yeah. And they're going to try and make life as difficult as they can. We got to leave it right there. 830-313-9888. That is the telephone number. Coming up next, we'll keep it up with the NBA playoff talk. We're going to move on to Denver and San Antonio. My Spurs, can we get it done? Can we pull off the upset? We're going to talk about that and more. When we come back, don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the game plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's Alex Goodwin TSM. Follow the show on Twitter as well. Game plan TSM. T as in Texas, S as in Seattle, M as in Maryland. Kennedy, my man. Sir, where can they find you on Twitter, dog? You can find me at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore again, underscore Kennedy, as in the former president John F. and the former wrestler Mr. Kennedy Kennedy, Kennedy. Miller underscore. All right, all right, keep it with the NBA playoff action. We're gonna stay in the Western Conference, okay? San Antonio and the Denver Nuggets. This one is a 1 1 series going into game three tonight. You're recording this on Thursday. So, 
Kitty, I, th- I want to say we've, we've talked about this at length just off air. Okay. And you – let me get this right. Did you pick San Antonio to win this series? I did. Okay, as a Spurs fan, right, long Spurs fan for many years, my entire life, in fact, I couldn't pick us to win this time. Why not? So it's a few reasons. It's not because I didn't want us to, right? It's first off, this team's road record. Okay. This team has a 37% winning percentage on the road this year, right? Second year in a row, we've had a losing record on the road. Uh, putting in a lot of new pieces this year, right? Darren mm-hmm. White, a Bryn Forbes, right? Uh, DeMar DeRozan, incorporating him, right? right. DeMar DeRozan does not have the most playoff success. Uh, Derek White, I think he, this is, I want to say this is his, his first playoff series, right? We're playing big minutes. I, yes. I don't, I'm not sure how much he played last year when we played Golden State and got bludgeoned. Uh, but it's his first playoff series. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, even though Denver does not have playoff experience really to speak of, I don't. I didn't feel comfortable. I still don't feel comfortable with San Antonio winning a game seven on the road. Okay. I, I just. I just don't. Like as much as I would like to be confident in this San Antonio team, and as much as I think this is Greg Popovich's, I would say best coaching job he's ever done, doing what he's been able to do. This is the first time in the Spurs in the past thirty years, San Antonio has not had a Hall of Famer on the roster. Right. Right. And you've got two your two best players while the rest of the league is zigging. They decidedly zag in the fact that they shoot mid-range shots with you're talking about DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, right? You, you don't have your starting point guard into John Samuel. He's been out the entire season. Do your guys... We need to get a bucket when it all goes to pieces. Can we get a bucket from DeMar DeRozan? Can we get a bucket from LaMarcus Aldridge? That's what I'm worried about. And just looking at the matchup... And especially in Denver and the altitude and the fact they have game seven of their place. I'm not I was I'm not really sold on it right now. I'm just I mean, not. I don't I don't think it's going to game seven in my estimation. I didn't think if San Antonio were to win last night that it would have gone past six games because I think that Denver really needed that win last night to kind of validate to themselves that they belong here, even though they they were the number two seed. Okay. I think it's really troubling for Denver to look at my three best players that have no playoff experience. And so um, Jamal Murray lost the ball at the end of game one. I thought that might affect his playoff psyche. He kind of bounced back by hitting some big shots in like 21 points in the fourth last game. So I, I think they have some confidence back. But San Antonio is really good at home. Denver's really good at home. Both teams struggle on the road. And so San Antonio's already stolen one in Denver's house. I think San Antonio wins this series. Um, you brought up the lack of three-point shooting from some of their best players. My thing is this. For the most part, San Antonio was near uh, near the, the lowest average on the attempted threes. But they're always number one, one through three in terms of three-point percentage. So we're not going to take a lot, but we're going to make the ones that we take. Absolutely. And that was a problem, I want to say, in game number two. Was that we took our three pointers? We I don't, I don't believe we made a high clip of them, right? Right. So we shot twenty seven percent from the three point line in game two, five for eighteen. Lamarcus Aldridge zero for two. Derek White one for two. Brent Ford was one for four. Patty Mills one for three. 
Marco Bellinelli, one for two. Davis Bertans, one for four. Monty Yunus, one for two. For me, for the Spurs, I think you're going to be able to score. You might not be able to shoot the ball particularly well every night, but you're going to be able to score. The biggest thing for me is being able to stop Denver and their high-potent offense. you got to be able to stop them. First game, they held Denver to zero fast-break points. In Denver, where teams historically run. That's Absolutely. big. They, I mean, in the second game, for the most part, until you know it kind of got out of hand in the, in the third and fourth, they controlled the pace, walking the ball up the floor. We're going to play at our own pace. And so we're going to try and slow this game down as much as possible. Because when you guys get out running, when Jokic is making passes like that in transition, it, Denver is a tough place to play and a tough team to beat. But San Antonio is a better coach. I think they have two guys. I wouldn't say they're proven in the playoffs because we've seen both of these guys struggle in some big games. But I think they have enough to get past Denver. Because we've also seen LaMarcus Aldridge, like, to be fair, we've seen him, I want to say that was 2013, which he absolutely one year, tortured right. uh, the Houston Rockets. Right. One year, they, one year they played Houston. LaMarcus had 46 in the first game and 48 in the next one. And when we, he was in Portland. Yeah, we also saw him, I want to say, two years ago. It was two. might have been three years ago now. I'm thinking about it. I might have this timeline wrong. It might have been three years ago now. In those first two games when they played Oklahoma City in the second round, they absolute, he absolutely torched Serge Ibaka. Right. He played well in that series. Like, the series that I lost confidence in Lamar Soldiers was, was Golden that, State that in 2017. That Golden State series, Ka- Kawhi gets hurt. LaMarcus and Kawhi are balling out before Kawhi goes down. Kawhi goes down. The lights shine bright on LaMarcus. He's the biggest player on the floor. Getting pushed out of the paint. By Draymond Green. By Draymond Green. Settling for fadeaway jumpers. I said, they have no chance. And I'm thinking, okay, well, the Spurs maybe can steal one. No. Not with LaMarcus being your best player. And that, that proved to me why he wanted to go to San Antonio. He wanted to be a part of a system. He didn't want to be that guy. He wanted to play in, in, a, in a system that, that helped him flourish, and he didn't want to have the whole spotlight or, oh, or yeah. be the, the franchise on his back. And that's fine. Which is why I'm looking at this team right now, right? In Houston. People not Houston, San Antonio, rather. I don't know, like, if it comes down to it. Like, if, you think this, Houston, this San Antonio team makes it out of the first round. Yes. And goes up against Portland, right? Right. If I'm going to be real about it, if they see a Portland team in the second round, San Antonio could make it to the conference finals. They could. I mean, like, and that's not like me saying that. That's not me, me being a homer. That's me looking at it saying, who's going to guard LaMarcus Aldridge? It can't be Ennis Kander because Ennis Kander can't guard me, right? Right. Who guards LaMarcus Aldridge? I think Derek White's length will bother a little, bother a little bit of McCullum, right? I think Rudy Gay gives you something that you don't have, right? Add a guy in length. I'm going to say this. Talk to me. And this is just me kind of being the devil's advocate because I would think that San Antonio would have a shot to make it to the conference finals too. But if Paul George length ain't disturbing uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum right now. Playoff P is injured. He's injured, but he's still 6'8". He's still an injured 6'8". Like he's still out there defending them. And they still cooking. 
Okay, so I mean, like, Derek White, terrific player. Another one of the, the Spurs players that Greg Popovich has, you know, just pulled out from the scrappy. God knows where, you know? So, but I think that would be a very interesting series, the Spurs and uh, the Blazers. And I'm not going to just totally say Oklahoma City is out because they can very well win the next two games and it'll be a best of three after that. Oklahoma City's going to show up to play tomorrow night. And so if they play, if the Spurs were to play Oklahoma City, I'd go San Antonio. I'd have I'd have to go San Antonio with all the things I've said about Russell Westbrook. It's, Kennedy, you you have said by Facebook and folks who who are not friends with me or Kennedy on Facebook or Twitter or anything of that matter, Kennedy Miller has set my Facebook to fire Listen, the last two days. Russell Westbrook, I put on Facebook, is he a top twelve <laughs> player in the NBA? I said he was not. I have received ninety five comments. I've received 95 comments, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably still going, too. That said that I'm a fool. I don't know what I'm talking about. Is they call I, you a fool? They, I mean, not specifically a fool. You're being disrespectful. He's got to be a top four player. He's the only player in, to average a triple-double for three years. Yeah, it sounds good. But he, but for three years, he's about to get eliminated in the first round. In 16, you, you, in 16, 17. 16, I give him a pass. That's fine. You get a pass. <laughs> For, for not getting out of the first round. 17, that team should have beat Utah. Playoff P Playoff went to P. bed. He pissed the bed. And there was nothing, they got nothing from Carmelo Anthony as well. Melo was a shell of himself. But if Russell Westbrook is that guy, if he's a top five, top seven player like a lot of people think he is, you got to get out the first round. You got and this year, if you lose to Portland after they done lost Nurkic for the year, their third best player, you are the worst team with multiple All Stars on your roster. You're the worst team. Sheesh. And we talked about it earlier. Everybody says, "Oh well, Russell Westbrook must be great to play with." If Paul George wanted to stay with him, well, you know what? Maybe Paul George is a damn fool. <laughs> Maybe he's a fool. Have we ever thought about that? <laughs> Maybe they threw Paul George a house party and locked him in there and said, ah, oh, you guys are something else. I'm going to stay in Oklahoma City. Are you kidding me? All right, so I, I'm going to do this. I'm looking at some of the comments folks have posted on, on, on your Facebook uh, status, Kennedy. Uh, shut up, kid. Okay, that's an OKC fan. Shout out to Peanut. Well, first off, LeBron is the number one anymore. All right. That's Slow the, down, cowboy. Oh, that's you. I'm sorry. That's people getting disrespectful now. Russ is better than Clay. Top 10. Uh, how was that? A former MVP is all of a sudden not even in the top 12. Did he suddenly get worse? Did the other players get better? It's a combination of both. No way. Dame, Clay, Kyrie, or Paul George is better than Russell Westbrook. Russ has his flaws, but no other player of his generation on any given night can dominate the game in every facet. He spelled the word fascist, actually. And that's. I appreciate he didn't mean to do that, but. Because a fascist and a facet are two totally different things, but we'll continue. Uh, he's definitely a, te a top ten player, Kennedy. Uh, what do these people do for a living? Are these people who just have regular jobs and SMH. Tavis Gregory White gave you SMH. Oh, that's uh, Mr. T. Shout out to Mr. T. Uh, you have twenty four more replies. Don't disrespect yourself and say he isn't. Uh, someone say you were disrespecting yourself. That, Good I, God, is that Jerron? It is. You see, and that's the thing. Is I'll give you the only person that I'll, I'll I'll argue with you is 
with Clay. Clay Thompson. I'll argue with Clay. But Jerron tried to get disrespectful and say, who else on that list besides LeBron and uh, I want to say he said LeBron and somebody else could win you uh, could win you a championship. Good God, this is a lot. He made a lot of comments. Uh, he said LeBron, Giannis, and Steph Curry, and Steph Curry cannot carry a team. Who else could carry a team besides them three? Um, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Um, James Harden is done. James it. Harden, he's doing it. Like Damian Lillard is is getting his team. He's the best player on his team. They're getting con- near fifty wins almost every year. Like nobody talks about that. True story. And somebody was like, "Well, if you if you substitute Russell Westbrook off that team, who besides LeBron and who besides LeBron and who else did they say? LeBron and Giannis, I think, could win a championship. Kawhi Leonard." Kawhi, Kyrie, they would be, I wouldn't say they win a championship, but they'd be championship favorites. He'd be a better fit. He's a better perimeter shooter. Steph Curry. Easily. Come on now. Like, Russell Westbrook is a, he's a good player. I said Russell Westbrook is a great player, but the league of great players, he's 12, 13. boneheaded decisions. And if you, like, here's the thing. Like, people are, are trying, like, they agree with me that he makes boneheaded plays. And they don't my, want to put him at the top 12. My point is, if he's not winning, we don't classify people who don't win in the same sentence with people who do. Uh, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Malone, they're in a different category. Well, Allen Iverson. I was going to say Stockton. Stockton, they're in a different category. They say, oh, yeah, they were great players. They win that. They're not in the same category as people that were in, that played the same position as them that won. Dirk Nowinski. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Tim Duncan. Who's labeled as the best player at his position over Barkley, Ewing, uh, and, and Kevin Garnett? Why? Because we saw Tim Duncan thrive for five of them. We saw him thrive Two MVPs. for five championships. Back to back MVPs. What you do in April through June that validates your legacy? You can average it triple doubles for the next five years in a row. If you keep getting bounced out in the first round, you still gonna be at the bottom twelve of my list. He the bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Crab in the bucket trying to pull other people down. He pulled playoff P down there. Ignorant self. He said, maybe we haven't considered the fact that Paul Pierce, Paul George may be a damn fool. <laughs> and I'll give it to you. I had never actually considered that. Jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, oh. you don't even you don't even give anybody else a meeting like it's crazy to me because you talked about L.A. for a year and a half. Maybe he just liked Russ. Like, can we ever consider that? Maybe they just get along. But as for me, I couldn't play with a guy that keeps making decisions like that. When when the game is close, when it's getting down, when when it's getting down to the crucial possessions of the game, no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <sighs> We gotta leave it right there. Can you feel like taking more NBA after the break? It's up to you, buddy. I'm just a co-host. Hey, man, you just you're, you're Alexander the Great. 
I'm Kennedy Miller, the average. You see oh, how boy. E- you see how easy that came off for me. <laughs> you see how it came off for me. It I just flowed well. I it just flowed well. Hey man, this is your show, dog. Oh come on now. Look, I, look. I just give you a plan. I just give you the microphone to talk. You know more about this stuff than I do. Cut it out. We gonna figure out what we are gonna talk about the other side of this break. This is the game plan. Alex Goodwin, Kennedy Miller. Don't go too far. Gentlemen, welcome back to the game plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's Alex Goodwin TSM. Follow the show on Twitter. Game plan TSM. T as in Tyler. S as in San Marcos. M as in Marlon. Kendi. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? Underscore Kennedy Miller. Underscore. Underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F., and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Kennedy. Miller. Underscore. All right, all right, all right. We're going to switch gears from basketball down to the NFL. The schedule has been released for all 32 NFL teams, right? And most times, Kennedy, I told you before we got on air that I really don't buy too much into the NFL schedule release, you know, just right. because it's basically, we're going to tell us what game is going to be on the national TV on Monday night football. And especially because of Sunday night games, basically from, week, from weeks five to 17, they can flex them in and out depending on if it's going to be a competitive game or not. Right. So I don't really take too much stock into it. Right. Right. But one team we have kind of looked at a bit, you know, we talked about it in text messaging off air, is going to be the Cleveland Browns. And what they're going to do this year, they got Odell Beckham and Olivier Vernon from the Giants via trade. Mm-hmm. Again, they uh, Baker Mayfield going into his second year, new coach, uh, Freddie Kitchens. They're on national TV four times this year. I don't think I've ever seen a Browns game on national TV once in my lifetime. And I, I'm just being completely honest. Like, Kennedy, correct me if I'm wrong. Most times, uh, we end up catching a Browns game after we've watched our regularly scheduled coverage, and we just, we're just we going to flip to another game. I think they were on – I want to say they were on Monday night. Last year when they played the Saints, were they on Monday night football? Let, let me look because look, I don't uh, – They may not have. If, I, I don't think so. Uh, let, it was but, one we, game. We can look. I, I don't know why I'm thinking about that was on Monday night. Uh, let's look. Uh, but I mean, as far as the the Browns go, you know, people are predicting to win about 10, 11 games. So it should be interesting with such, you know, lofty expectations. Obviously they're picked to win a division, uh, this year. So it, it's going to be, they have a lot of star talent, but I, you know, I've never 
never heard of this coach before. So in a, in a division with two Super Bowl winning coaches, where yeah. do you like coaching plays a big part in football? Sometimes in basketball, you can not have a good coach. If you're talented enough, you can still get away with it. Football coaching matters a lot. Freddie Kitchens, I don't, you know, could he be the next all-time great coach? Sure. Could he be a bum as well? Sure. Could also be that as well. So uh, that's that's the one thing that I'm interested in. How is he going to get all these weapons going? After eight games, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku. That's a lot of people to try and get, uh, get the ball to. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. And, and frankly, it's a lot of egos. I mean, it's all peachy and cream now, but don't let them lose two games in a row. So, I mean, that that's my biggest thing, I think. And it's not going to – the division is never going to be easy. You know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore aren't just going to lay down and be like, here, you got it. They're going to put up a fight. I mean, but Pittsburgh has taken a big step back. You know, right. losing, obviously, the best back in the league, Le'Veon Bell, losing the best receiver in the league, Antonio Brown. Excuse me. I think Juju Smith Schuster is a very good wide receiver. Is he a number one? We're going to find out this year. Right. James Conner is, I think he proved himself to be a capable running back, mm-hmm. but is he a number one back? We're going to have to find out. Ben Roethlisberger is long in the tooth, so to speak. You know, can he consistently be good without all-time great weapons? We're going to find out. I think – I don't know how much is going to translate to the Steelers' success, but I think that Ben Roethlisberger, like Aaron Rodgers, so much negative criticism with them this offseason. I think they're going to have really good years, and they're going to both be MVP candidates to kind of get all this negativity around them, kind of get it off of them. Same with LeBron James, but that's a different sport. So – Hey man, hey man, the legacy season just ended last week. We we, we don't have to talk about I'm, it right yet. I'm sorry. It, it's still it's still fresh in your mind. Yes, sir. <laughs> you look so depressed. I mean, I'm looking at the Clippers in the playoffs. No Tobias Harris, just a bunch of role players who play hard. We could have been in that spot. We if we would have if we were in the Spurs spot, we would have beat Denver too. Yeah, I said it. I still I still believe it. Still, yes. Oh, I believe we would have beat Denver. I believe, um, I believe we would have give uh, Portland a run for their money. Made to the conference finals. If we were on that side of the bracket, yes. Oh Lord, keep the faith, Kennedy Miller. Just keep the faith. But we digress. So the Browns, their schedule. They've got Tennessee. Week one, we think we we think they win that game. Right. Uh, I don't really trust Marcus Mariota. You know, Young Metro don't trust Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens when Young Metro don't trust you? He'll shoot you. Yes, sir. The Jets, Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, young group, right? Mm-hmm. That one I think could be a toss-up game. Right. Two second-year quarterbacks, good running backs. Toss-up game. I'll give that one just of the sheer amount of talent that the Browns have. Give that to them. They lose to the Rams. We right. On Sunday Night Football. They play the Ravens week four in Baltimore. I don't – I got to see if they put around Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I think <sighs> I think 
Baltimore is they're going to be close games, but I think that Cleveland wins at least one, if not both, of those games. Okay, they got San Francisco. We got you think they win that one? That one they might lose. I don't have very much faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Garoppolo had some good starts that first year in uh, San Francisco, but you know there's not as there's not a whole lot of tape on Garoppolo still. Right. So he had those couple starts in, in when Brady was suspended, uh, but past that, like his tape is like, and that could work to their advantage. It could, but you know I, I'm not sold that Garoppolo is just some good quarterback yet, right? Right. And with, especially with a, guy, a young guy like Baker Mayfield, like we always say, growth isn't always linear. Like we saw with Deshaun sure. Watson at the beginning of the year, Deshaun Watson didn't look so hot. To start off the year, and he came on as the year went on, right? Right. right. Uh, Seattle, we think they lose to Seattle, right? Yes. So as far as losses go, we've got Ram, the Rams, and the Seahawks. The first six, we think they go four or two the first six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. After the bye, they lose to New England, yes. right? They beat the Broncos, the Bills. Yes, because the Broncos have no quarterback to speak of, and the Bills, uh, Josh Allen. I think they beat Pittsburgh at home. Okay. Beat Miami. Yep. They 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 have Pittsburgh twice. Probably lose to Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. They lose they lose one of those two. Right. They lose at Pittsburgh. Okay. Beat the Bengals. Beat the Cardinals. I think they beat the Ravens at home and beat Cincinnati. So that's like they have the twenty third you know ranked strength of schedule. So you have them losing to the we have them to the Rams, right? The Ravens, Seahawks. Patriots, Steelers, right. That's eleven. That's eleven win football team. They have the wow. talent to do it. Mm-hmm. The question is, will they? Right. And yeah. I, I mean, it's easy to say it on paper that on they're paper. supposed to win these games. It was easy to say last year on paper that we were supposed to beat the Titans on Monday Night Football until we didn't. Oh yeah, you brought it, that up. I did. Uh, but then we got rolling. That's why we gonna win eleven games too. Oh hell! Hey, it's not time to talk about them yet. NFC Championship, baby. What's we might beat. Cu- we might beat the Rams this year. What's in that cup over there? Nothing. It's empty. We might beat the Rams this year. Oh Lord, have mercy! And we are gonna put up a fight against the Patriots now. Okay. It don't mean you'll win. That's true. 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 But I'm looking at the Browns just like, all right. This looks good on paper. Uh, First-year head coach. I don't know how this is going to go. And what if this doesn't go well, right? Like, what if we start the season? Let's say they lose to the Rams. They lose to the Ravens. Let's say they lose to the the Seahawks. Let's say say they get upset by the Jets, maybe, right? They open up the year two and four, right? I've noticed this just in life in general. Everybody's good when it's all going good, right? But you know, like uh, the great, like the great new addition says, "Sunny days." Everybody loves them, but tell me, can you stand the rain? Right? Like this isn't going to be as easy as you know, as it is on paper, right? You got to adjust to playing together. You got to adjust to have Odell and Jarvis Landry together, right? Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's got to adjust that teams having a full year of tape on him, right? 
This is a full year. They have a new offensive coordinator now. I don't, I don't, I don't believe Freddie Kitchens is going to be calling the plays, right? Rookie head coach. And now in Cleveland for the first time really ever, well, really since they brought the franchise back in 97, 98, their actual expectations that this team will be more than a doormat. People think this Cleveland team, in talent-wise, they have the talent with Njoku, with uh, Nick Chubb, with Duke Johnson, with Kareem Hunt, who they'll have after week eight, with the best receiver in football, Nodell Beckham, with a great slot receiver in Jarvis Landry, with a great uh, tight end, David Njoku, Denzel Ward, uh, Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson at uh, defensive tackle. This is a, ta- a team that has some you know, high aspirations. We've never said that about the Cleveland Browns. So how will they go from the hunter to the hunted? Like, I think that's something we have to consider, right? I don't know how they do. I think last year was Cleveland's best year. I think Cleveland played really well with no expectations at all last year. Because they had none. They still got Demarius Randall as well. But how do they do? With now folks saying they may be the favorite in the AFC North over a Pittsburgh, over a Baltimore, I, clearly over Cincinnati. Like, right? Am I, am I tripping here, Kennedy? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We don't know, um, and so time will tell. And it, it's going to be interesting how they, you know, start off the year. Like you said, if it's two and four, maybe egos get involved. I should be getting the ball more. We should be doing this, this, and this calling out the coaches and um but you know if they start out winning you know the sky's the limit because they have the talent to compete with anybody in this league so um like I said I'm just interested to see how the coach does and the things that he he does with the players that he has on that roster I'd agree and with that being said, we are out of time here, my man. Uh, Kenny, my, Kenny Miller, my man, thank you for being hanging out with me, man. Appreciate you for inviting me once again. Alex the Great. I'm Kennedy Miller the Average. Oh, no, man. Look, you the superstar here. Man, it just rolls off the tongue so much better. <sighs> See, when you did it, it kind of fell forward. But it, for me, it, it's just easy to say because it, it's true. It just, feel, it just feels right. <sighs> Alex Goodwin, the mediocre, just feels better to me for some odd reason. But either way, Kennedy, let the folks know where they can find you on Twitter. Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F. Uh-huh. And the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, it's Alex Goodwin TSM T as in Terrible S as in soccer. M as in Marmaduke. Oh, Marmaduke. I don't know where that came from. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the game plan. We will see you next time.